Hello, my name is Dr. Bill Crawford. I'm a psychologist, author, and normally I come and talk to adults about helping them create the life they want. Today I'm here to talk with you about helping you, if you're a kid, create the life you want. This particular presentation came about as a result of an encounter I had with a wonderful gentleman, Dr. Santiago Rossi. He came up to me after our presentation. He said, Bill, this is great stuff. You've got to come present this to my teachers, my parents, my kids in the schools I have in Mexico. And I went, okay. You see, I normally present to adults. I've talked to parents and teachers, business people all the time. Never really presented this material to kids. And I was a little concerned about it. He said, no, 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 my kids are special. They are smart. They will get this and they deserve to hear this material. So I went, fine. And as a result, I went down to Mexico City and had the pleasure of presenting at three of his schools. Let's see if I can get this right. Uh, Caligio Anglo-Mexicano de Coyoacan, Caligio Anglo-Americano de Coyoacan, and Caligio Anglo-Americano Lomas. Three wonderful schools. If you find yourself in need of a, a school in Mexico City, I would encourage you to check these out. Great teachers, great students, wonderful facilities. And what I did was I created a very special presentation because Dr. Rossi wanted me to present this to all of his students from the fifth grade up. And so I like to tailor my presentations to my audience, and I've created a very special presentation for these kids, and it was wonderful, and I wanted to share it with you. Now, I have been working with kids, my own kids, not the blue guy, that's a different person, but the person on the left here, that's Nicholas, that's my 17-year-old. Person on the right is Christopher, he's now 21, wonderful kids, great kids, and I've been working with them with this material for a long time, but again, I've never really presented it to an entire school. So I did, and you're going to benefit from that because you're going to be able to afterwards connect with me on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook if you want to. I'd love for you to be a friend on Facebook, and if you want to go to my website, I'm going to give you information about how to get there afterwards. So, new information about how to create the life you want. I always like to start off my presentations, by the way, about talking about the things that kind of get in the way of us being influential in our lives and creating the life we want. I'm going to talk about stressors, problems, the things that bug you, get under your skin. And by the way, if you want to, if you want to make this really personal, you can pause this video from time to time and write your own list. Because frankly, you know more about your real life than I do. And again, I want this to be about real life. When I ask my friends down in Mexico City, what are some of the stressors, the problems, the things that annoy you, get under your skin, bug you? They said things like homework and exams and teachers and parents and friends and not having as much independence as they like, sometimes family, little brother, little sister. But regardless of what they said, what I would like you to do is make this list just representative of any problem you've experienced in the past that bugged you or stressed you out. Now, what we now know is when we're dealing with some of these problems, we have certain understandable reactions. And again, if you want to pause the video and make your own list of reactions, so this will be very pertinent to your situation, feel free to do that. When I asked my friends down in Mexico City, they said things, oh man, I got stressed and I got anxious and angry and frustrated and lost focus and, and felt overwhelmed, sometimes got confused, even depressed. Again, very understandable, very normal. This is what the adults say, by the way, when I ask them, what are the ways you find yourself reacting to some of those problems in your life? They'll say many of these same things. 
Now, what's important about these two lists and how I think they can help us begin to take charge here is to understand how they are related to each other. In other words, the stressor or the problem seems to trigger the reaction, right? Which would be bad enough if it stopped there, but have you noticed that when we feel stressed or frustrated or angry, the problem itself seems to get worse. Have you noticed that? Which again triggers another reaction, which makes it seem worse, a reaction and worse, a reaction and worse, a reaction and worse, and we find ourselves trapped in a cycle of stress, frustration, reactiveness. Now, I always like to bring people new information, so I'm not telling you what you already know. There's a quote from Albert Einstein that I love that says, problems cannot be solved at the same level of awareness that created them. Uh, the adults that I work with say, okay, insanity is kind of this doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So I want to make sure I'm bringing you some new information. And the new information I like to bring to all of my presentations has to do with how the brain processes data. Let me show you what I mean. Most people have heard we've got three parts to the brain. This lower part, or the bottom part of the brain, is called the brain stem. It's basically where our fight or flight responses are located. It's the part of the brain that regulates our muscle tension, heart rate, blood pressure, breathing, etc. This middle part of the brain is actually called the limbic system. We could just call it the middle, because it's a very special part of the brain. It, it acts like a, a scanner and a router in today's terminology. It scans incoming data and either routes it down to the brainstem or up to what I call the top of the mind, the neocortex, this upper 80% of the brain where we have access to all the qualities we need to be successful. Our ability to think clearly, make good decisions, uh, engage our friends, engage our parents, engage our teachers in ways that they hear what we're saying and what's important to us. Now, this middle brain is what I want to focus on because it almost like acts like a guard, you know. Basically, it's guarding two doors. One of the doors will take us to the top brain, and the other door takes us to the bottom brain. If the guard is happy, if things are going well, if we're getting good grades, and our parents are happy with us, and our teachers are happy with us, and our friends love us, then it automatically, this guard automatically sends that data to the top of the brain. But if the guard sees anything as a big problem, anything that it sees as a threat or dangerous or something it doesn't like or something it's worried about or afraid of, it sends it down to that bottom brain and we get stressed and frustrated and anxious and angry. Basically, we find ourselves reacting in a fight or flight way. Now, in a fight or flight situation, this is perfect. You know, if you're walking down the street and somebody grabs you and you don't know them, you know, scream, run away, kick them, run, run for help. You don't want to have to think about that. You want to be able to do that right away without thinking. The problem is that we are engaging this bottom brain in situations where we need to make good decisions. We need to be able to think about who we want to be and how we want to be so that we can be more influential in the process. And again, whenever we feel stressed and frustrated and anxious, it has a tendency to make that problem seem worse. We triggers another reaction and worse reaction. And again, we get trapped in this lower bottom brain and trapped in this cycle. What we want to do and able to be able to bring our best to life and in order to be able to create the life we want is we want to find that door to the top. Because this is where our knowledge, our wisdom, our caring, our, our skill sets reside. And when we're coming from this part of the brain, hey, we're loving, we're kind, we're a good student, we're happy, we're confident, uh, it's wonderful. 
And when that happens, our parents are happy, our teachers are happy, we are successful, great job, great life, all is well, which then has us feeling even more smart and kind and happy, and it creates a very purposeful cycle that allows us to bring our best to life. If you want to look at how the brain works, we're basically wanting to access this upper 80% of the brain because this is where our kindness, our happiness, our skills, our confidence, our ability to love ourselves and others come from. The problem, of course, is so many of us find ourselves stressed and frustrated and worried and anxious over situations that we're dealing with on a regular basis. This particular reaction generally shows up in one of two ways. You've seen the people with a bone in their mouth says, I'm right, you know, you're not going to take that bone away from me. It's that anger, frustration, resentment. And some people just say, I give up. I don't care anymore. I'm just out of here. That fight or flight response. The problem is, regardless of whatever the response is, we get trapped in this lower 20% of the brain where we can only react. We can't think and we can't choose how we want to feel. So I've created a system that actually shows people how to shift from that lower brain up into what I call the top of the mind and access these qualities and characteristics that allow us to be influential in our lives and in the lives of others. Again, the problem, however, is so many of us are trapped in this lower 20% of the brain, and when we're trapped down there, when we're worried and stressed and frustrated and anxious, we are actually influencing the chemical makeup of our body. We're actually influencing how we feel. Let me give you an example. Imagine you are holding a ball in your hand. You can put your hand out like that and just imagine you're having a ball in the hand. Now change that ball to a lemon. Okay, and we slice the lemon in half, and there's lemon juice running down the side here. Now, everybody imagine taking a big bite of your lemon. All right, you can put your lemon down now. Do you notice what happens? Saliva, muscles. Now, what's important to recognize is we're just imagining this lemon. We're not really biting into a lemon, but what that tells us is anything we imagine or how we imagine and think about things changes how we feel, even when we know what we're thinking about or imagining isn't happening in the moment. That's huge because so many people think that it's the situation that they're in that makes them feel a certain way. But a lot of times they're just holding an image or imagining or thinking about a certain person or situation in a way, and that will change how you feel even when they're not around. We find ourselves getting frustrated, stressed, anxious, and when we do, we've got to have a way of getting out of that. The first thing I encourage people to do is stop and actually take a deep breath and say the word relax on the exhale because since we're in this lower 20% of the brain, we've got to do something that engages the top of the mind first. So if you're willing to take a deep breath, slow, let it out, and say relax on the exhale. When I was doing this with my friends in Mexico City, the entire auditorium went relax. It was wonderful. But see, that begins to have this top of the brain take over two functions, breathing and muscle tension, that are normally controlled by the bottom brain. Then we want to ask ourselves what I call a top of the mind question, a question that can only be answered by the upper 80% of the brain, such as, how would I rather be feeling? See, my guess is you don't want to feel stressed and frustrated and anxious and tired, so I encourage you to ask you, how would you rather be feeling?
if you want to, you could stop the video, pause it for a moment, write down your list of, if you could choose however you wanted to feel in dealing with any situation, what would that be? My friends in Mexico City said they wanted to be happy and confident and, and patient and intelligent and understanding and flexible and compassionate, all of those things. Again, your list might have some of these. They might be different. The point is you are choosing how you want to feel. This is not necessarily anybody wagging a finger saying, you should be more understanding. This is you saying, this is how I want to be. And given that anything we think about and how we imagine things changes how we feel, what we first want to do is ask ourselves, okay, how do I want to feel? And then how do I need to think about this in order to feel this? Let me give you an example. Let's take homework and exams and call it studying. Because a lot of people have a tendency to look at studying from this bottom brain perspective and see it's boring, waste of time, big problems, something they dislike, or something they're worried about that they won't do well in. I'm going to encourage you to recognize how that creates that stress, that frustration, and makes studying a real drag. Now, what is studying? It's really just learning things, isn't it? And I'm going to suggest that we want to learn things because it allows us to be able to draw upon that intelligence and make a difference in our life. Almost like this upper 80% of our brain is our library. Now, you've probably known people that the only thing they want to learn about is video games. Now, I'm not against video games. Video games are fun. But if that's all they learn about, then their library is just going to be pretty empty. Just to have a few books up there about video games. And if they want to draw upon any other knowledge and getting a job and being successful and, and getting their point across to others, all they've got is a few books on video games. What I'm going to encourage you to do is to make your library chock full of information. Have it connected to the internet so that you can draw upon all the information there is writing music, poetry, creating things that, that work, new inventions. You want to be able to draw upon that library. The way to do that is to learn things as a way, not necessarily just to do well on tests or just to make our parents happy or our teachers happy, but instead to put another book in, my, in that library that I can draw upon in the future. Some people have a tendency to see studying this way. I'm going to encourage you to see studying from the top of the mind. It is not some sort of thing you have to do in order to do well on a test. What it is is a way of you chalking your library full of wonderful information that you can draw upon for the rest of your life. Let's look at parents and teachers. Some people have a tendency to see them as, okay, they're mean, they don't like me, they won't let me do what I want. What I'm going to encourage you to recognize is when you think about parents and teachers that way, you feel stressed and worried and frustrated and anxious and angry. You get trapped in that bottom brain. What I'm going to encourage you to do is see parents and teachers as wanting much of the same things you want. They really want you to be successful. Because when you are loving and kind and successful, good student, good friend, it makes us as a parent and a teacher, I am both, feel good about who we are. You see, teachers, they don't get paid a lot of money to be a teacher. they got to love to teach. Parents don't get paid anything to be a parent. So what makes us feel good about who we are and how we're doing is when our kids, our students, do well. 
it makes us feel like, hey, I must be a good parent. I must be a good teacher, which means now I look upon that student, that kid in a whole new way, creates this cycle. So again, can you see how thinking about studying and or parents or teachers or any situation that you have found yourself in the past can change how you feel, can change the part of the brain you're coming from, and can help you be successful. There's a model I've created that kind of speaks to this. I call it C-cubed. It stands for clarity, confidence, creativity. And I think in many ways what we've now learned is we have to be clear that how I think about things determines what part of the brain I'm in, what I do, and how I feel. How I think about people determines what part of the brain I'm in, how I feel, and what I do. Which means you can become very influential in what part of the brain you're in, how you feel, what you do, by choosing how you think about things. The key is to be willing to come from this top of the mind versus this bottom brain. And the good news is now you know information not a lot of adults on the planet know and hardly any kids know. This can put you way ahead of the game if you want to maximize it. I hope this has been valuable. Basically, it's about bringing that clarity to life so that you can go into any situation with confidence, knowing that nothing or no one can jerk your chain, kind of make you feel a certain way because you know how to make that happen. And then you can access your creativity because I think it's fair to say sometimes life throws stuff at us that we weren't expecting. We've got to be able to be creative around how we deal about with that. All of that comes from the top of the mind. If you've liked this, you can feel free to go to my YouTube channel. It's called uh, Stress in the Brain, or you can Google or YouTube search for Bill C. PhD. I've got several videos there. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. I uh, put a quote on Twitter often that ho is hopefully helpful. You can go to my Facebook page. I'd love to have you as a friend on Facebook. And if you want to go to my website, you can learn more about this whole how the brain works and how you can be more influential in that. It's BillCrawfordPhD.com or BillCPhD.com. Again, I hope this has been valuable. It's been fun for me. I want to thank Dr. Rossi for giving me the opportunity to go down to Mexico City and create this training and give it to all the wonderful kids down there. If you are one of those, thank you for that opportunity. If this is new for you, I hope it's been meaningful. Feel free to drop me a line on Facebook or on my website. I would love to hear from you. Until then, here's to you bringing more clarity, confidence, and creativity to everything you do.